associate with senior citizens, certainly not a home with two young kids. Pictureless walls, plastic sofa covers, dark beige carpet worn thin, not by footfalls, but by excessive vacuuming. It was a place that could be lifted whole and deposited in the Smithsonian, or the Museum of Natural History, in a wing entitled Americana Living Quarters, 1970s. Aaron's father was a Manhattan doorman. His whole day was defined by adhering to decorum, overreacting, or not reacting, period, to nothing. Years later, after he left his parents' house, Aaron escorted a grieving friend to a funeral home and was startled by how comfortable he felt in the company of the dead, or at least in their sitting room. Nina was carted home by a family that couldn't have been more different from the Simmonses. The home in Jamaica, Queens, was a cluttered mess, throbbing with so much intense energy and filled with so much stuff that the place always seemed about to explode in a shower of black militant outrage. The family's central theme, in fact, told much of the story. Nina's father, Willie, was a black panther who had spent the last two years in hiding. The NYPD believed, with good reason, that Willie Carruthers— also known as Baby Ruth by party loyalists, had played a key role in the botched robbery of a Department of Transportation parking meter collector. The idea, hatched a week after an unpopular fare and toll hike, was to take back the public's money and stage a very public redistribution, even giving some to white people, thus attracting attention and thousands of converts to their cause. But Baby Ruth and three accomplices wound up breaking the man's arm for about $35 and quarters and a permanent APB with their names on it. Willie was just the driver, but unfortunately was using a car registered in his name. The public redistribution idea was shelved. Didn't take the police long to get to his mama's apartment in Harlem. Consequently, Nina's birth certificate read, Nina Andrews. It would take her twelve years to discover that the name really wasn't hers. Willie Andrews, nay Carruthers, spent most of his days poring over outdated, yellowing panther literature, harassing his wife and claiming to look for work as a freelance auto mechanic. He wore a brooding scowl as his morning greeting, and rarely found time or inclination to offer anyone a smile, including his wife Angelique. As a defense, she had long ago gone on the offense, berating him for his many faults whenever she got the chance. But still they clung to each other with a passionate desperation, and they seemed to find many opportunities to display that passion. It was a union that confounded all who knew them. But as far as unions go, none was as surprising as Nina's and Aaron's. From the first meeting, they became nearly the same person, It was no surprise to friends and family when, eventually, their powerful friendship turned into something more. Everyone just wondered what took them so long. It took twenty-six years to build it up. Fine little pieces of selflessness, layered on top of one another like the strongest brick mansion in the neighborhood. Twenty-six years of empathetic embraces, three-hour-long phone calls in the gloom of the night— bold and dramatic acts of courage with no thoughts of one's own well-being, jokes, oh, so many jokes, of such brutal wit that 
their belly-aching laughs would rumble into the next century. Twenty-six years of plenty, of so much love and affection that they could smear jealousy over all who observed them, like toddlers spreading a cold virus. Two decades plus six years of a friendship for the ages. And it was all over in exactly thirty-three seconds. Splintered by the same demons that had damned all of their individual attempts to forge meaningful love relationships with the opposite sex, the haunting presence of another woman, a creeping lack of trust, and the nasty drama of indictments and incriminations. Her name was Coco, and Nina just couldn't let her go. "'Why can't you just trust me, Nina?' Aaron asked his girlfriend, his voice cracking in exasperation. Why all of a sudden are you tripping over the dumbest little things? No wonder you could never keep a damn...